Today on Playbook, the Packers' defense showed a lot of confusion last Sunday against the Lions. We're going to break down a few of those plays, see what might have gone wrong, and talk about what we can do moving forward. All right, if you're watching this, you'll see just the receiving box score from the Lions up in front of you. And Danny Amendola, of course, led the team with six receptions for 66 yards, 11 11 yard average. Marvin Jones, four for 48 with 12. TJ Hawkinson, six for 43, 7.2 yard average and a touchdown. And of course, Amendola and Hawkinson uh, gave the Packers some trouble. This is not anything new from last season, and it's not anything that's really. For the most part, we have taken care of it, but of course, what we're seeing now, I believe, is teams are focusing on Shannon Sullivan, and in this series, we will see the the Lions also get the best of one of the heroes of the last couple weeks, one Darnell Savage, in our first uh, play that we're going to talk about, and I will try my best to walk you through this. So I'm going to start on the very first series the Lions had, um, just you know, 12 minutes to go in the first Second down and five, ball on the 32, and let's take a look at what the Lions were able to do against the Green Bay Packers. So um, the set for Green Bay, which we played a lot of, was nickel nickel personnel, uh, two down linemen, and then, of course, Preston on the right, Z on the left at the line of scrimmage. Now, in this particular case, Kevin King, the right perimeter corner, is he's manned up in press. I mean, he's up tight. Jair is dropping off. And uh, we've got a two-high shell, and of course then the two inside linebackers and uh, the extra extra DB and Jair Alexandra, Alexander on outside leverage on the perimeter receiver, which I'm assuming is Jones there. It may not be. That may be Jones on King down, down below. But all right, as we roll this forward, what happens is Stafford brings the tight end across in motion. Uh, the two down linemen then are going to shift that way toward the strength of the formation. And uh, everything so far looks hunky-dory. Uh, but the Lions, i got to give the Lions credit here. They got, this is well-designed, well-executed. So the, Matt Stafford is back in shotgun. They put a play action on it, which brings the linebacker up, Christian Kirksey. But then as, as the play action rolls through, so what you're getting is the play action brings Kirksey up. And on the right, they've got a trips formation. So what's going to happen with Kirksey moving forward on the play action is it's going to open a big gaping hole in the middle right between the tracks. And uh, what you've got on the back end of the Packers defense is Adrian Amos boundary side rolling back to a single high. Uh, And then Darnell Savage, the field side safety, dropping down in because the Green Bay Packers send Shandon Sullivan on this one. Um, This is a wide-open shot at the quarterback. Matt Stafford and the Lions do not have this blocked up very well. But the play design that the Lions have, and I'll show you in a minute one mistake that uh, a DB makes, uh, makes this play work out for the Lions. So Matt Stafford turns to his right, and the curl flat has got hands up, staring right at him. Matt Stafford is staring at him. In the meantime, you know, it's a trips right. So you've got the curl flat is just standing out there looking Mohamed Sanu, the tight end is breaking out, so uh, he carries Jair Alexander, 
and the inside linebacker is then responsible for curl flat. So what you've got is uh, Kamal Martin, I believe it is, breaking hard to the supposed receiver that Matt Stafford is looking at, that's looking at Matt Stafford. That looks like perfectly good work. I mean, he's got about eight yards to go. I don't know that he would close it if, if Stafford decided to throw to the flats, but nothing wrong with the responsibility coverage there. What happens is, and Jair Alexander is fine, what we have to pay attention to is one tiny misstep by Darnell Savage. So what you've got is the tight end breaking out and the Packers linebacker streaking forward to try to get the curl flat. And Darnell Savage, as I roll this forward, you'll see him look his eyes inside and he's looking at that curl flat and he takes one step too many inside. Now he's dropping into the box. This is the exact same defense that he got an interception on, and I gave him all kinds of accolades for playing perfectly. This looks like a robber roll. Now it ends up being manned up because they send Shannon Sullivan, so it's a single across the board. But Adrian Amos rolls to the back, and Savage comes to the inside to make sure the Lions can't get the ball out to a mid-range crosser, which has been in the mid-range crosser has shown itself to be wide open because the Lions sucked up Christian Kirksey with the play action here. One misstep by Savage's left foot, and you can see him tipped backwards, trying to lean off of that foot and get himself back in position to make a play. Sanu cuts across the formation, and right in between the tracks, Matt Stafford hits him in stride. You've got Kevin King getting carried by the vertical on the backside of this, which continues to swing the barn door wide open for Sanu, who has now beat Savage, and it's Adrian Amos now who's got to come up as the single high safety and make this play across the middle. Uh, he takes a bad angle, Savage comes on the outside of it, and this ball goes from the 32, did I say, all the way down to the Packers' 16-yard line. That is the epitome of making the mistakes that Mike Pettin has talked about Darnell Savage making trying to do trying to he needs to take the plays that are there for him which this one was this play was completely designed for Sanu if he had played his robber role followed his man across the middle made sure the crosser it would have been either incomplete when the pressure got there we would have had a sack on this play or Darnell Savage would have had another chance at an interception he should know better than this by now he just got done playing this right a couple of weeks ago, that little peak in, and it wasn't a peak inside, I guess that little peak to the curl flat. And I don't know if he was just confused about his role, but I wouldn't think he would be everything laid out. I mean, the, it was not, it was the guy closest to him. It was the mid range crosser. He's the safety in that role. I think Savage blew the, screwed the pooch on this one. So, all right, let's roll forward to the next play and talk about that. <laughs> Okay, so with that, 11 minutes to go. It is uh, first and 10, of course. Ball on the 16-yard line, just like that. Packers backed up, lines in the red zone, and this time they go, they go empty backfield and spread us out with like an 0-1 with basically a 3-by-2 at the tight end on the right to the strong side. And 
And I wish I could say this one was any better. Um, let me see the Packers set here. We basically have single high. I can't see if that's Shannon Sullivan there. You know, they spread us out, so obviously we've got a match. Um, it's basically a five-wide formation for them. And uh, this is one of those situations where I would expect if we hadn't gone nickel on this one with five DBs, you're going to get Preston Smith dropping back. He's the D-end at this point in curl flat or zone duties depending on what they're calling I think so here again as we roll it forward this pass then uh, goes to Danny Amendola to the left but again there's just not much complicated about this on the left side you got two wide receivers on the end of the line you got Preston Smith he's one of the pass rush package he's one of the four that we send you got two inside linebackers for a six-man box it's a nickel look. So you got five guys to get on five guys. You just got to figure out who's on who. So at the snap, again, Stafford in, in uh, shotgun here, empty backfield. So cover a guy and make the right choices. And as we highlighted last time, be disciplined with your eyes. So the snap comes out and you see King cheating up a little bit. And Amendola just simply crossing underneath to a little flat route, just a curl. And what I see, and it's hard to describe this, but I'm seeing exactly what I saw out of Savage. I see Adrian Amos, who is now the outside leveraged overhang. Uh, King is inside of him carrying the vertical. And the vertical does make a little bit of a jab inside. But Adrian Amos is either looking at him or it looks to me like he's looking right at Matt Stafford who is eyeing the vertical threat. While meanwhile, Amendola just rolls out into the flat, and we've got two-on-one on the vertical, and absolutely nobody, nobody within five yards of the flat wide receiver who's a dangerous, quick Danny Amendola. And uh, Adrian Amos responds really late to this, and I don't know if that's a communication error where Amos thought that King was outside leverage behind him, but I've got to think that Kevin King is supposed to carry that vertical. And if you're going to want somebody on a curl flat on that, it'd be the safety. So, again, what is that? Let's roll it forward, unfortunately. And Amendola, with how far? I mean, he's literally five or six yards from him on the inside. And Amendola, you know, this is where Stafford is calling for the, uh, the touchdown because Amendola kicks the pylon and doesn't get the touchdown. So... Now we've got ourselves in a situation for goal line. Do I really feel super confident about that? I gotta say no. <laughs> now the, count, the the communication up to this point has not been good. Obviously, at this point in the game, the defense is kind of feeling out what the offense is is planning to do, who they're trying to get after. But in this case, you go nickel against Stafford, so you got enough DBs to cover there. They don't have Galladay out there, but you got enough pass rush, and you also have enough. You got six in the box to stop the run. If six in the box, I think I said this before, if six in the box can't stop the run on the Lions offense, you're already in trouble. And so I have no problem with the defense that's called on this. It should have worked. Now, I'm not sure if the miscommunication had to do with some kind of change that they made to the splits. Uh, that potentially could be a coaching issue. Obviously, coaching them up to be where they're supposed to be as part of Petten's job as well, and the uh, assistant coaching staff as well. But uh, 
Let's go ahead and uh, finish this one off. I guess I'm sorry to be a little negative, but I did want to take a defensive series. And I did want to highlight what I think has been uh, kind of a problem in terms of communication and just spatial awareness by the Packers' defensive players, even when I think the scheme has, uh, again, a hat on a hat to make these plays. So let's check out how this one ends. Okay, I'm going to talk now about the final two plays of this drive. Uh, but before I do that, to avoid any confusion, uh, if you're watching this in video, I now have a drive chart or a passing chart on the screen. That is not Matt Stafford's passing chart. I imagine Matt Stafford's passing chart would be relatively similar to this. This is actually uh, Teddy Bridgewater from last week against the Denver Broncos. So I want at the, at the end to have some discussion of where you know, how, how, well, I mean, basically, if you're following me through this, um, Teddy Bridgewater's throwing basically inside of 10 left, inside of 10 right. He's got four total completions over 15, nothing over 20, one shot over 30 that was incomplete. And um, so I can see the Packers having to trigger faster and communicate better if they're going to get some of these completions that Bridgewater had against Denver last week and turn them into incompletions. So whether that be the pressure package getting faster up front, I don't know how, you know, it's very difficult when, you know, quarterbacks are getting the ball up that fast. But anyway, there's a little chart I threw together of Bridgewater's um, draw or passing chart. It is not Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, of course, was last week. Uh, this is l looking forward to the Saturday night game the Packers have to play against the Panthers. But to finalize this drive, of course, before we get going, I'm actually going to skip ahead one to the touchdown. Uh, the play before, however, a goal line stand and uh, Christian Kirksey and Kamal Martin combine to hold the running back at the one-yard line. A good play, um, probably as good a job as we've done when our heels are on the goal line uh, so far this year. But again, they're behind the sticks already. You know, that was first down. Now it's second down and one, a ball on the one-yard line. Again, the Lions have consumed over five minutes of the clock, and now they go away from open backfield. They compress the field a little bit with the uh, fullback and running back in the backfield, and then they're going to motion the fullback out of it to the right. And the Packers, in kind of a typical goal line, compact formation. Um, basically, it's a heavy box. And what the Lions are going to do, I'll just pause it, kind of guessing when exactly he's going to snap. I've got it in slow motion here. So what the Lions are going to do, they're going to motion the full fullback uh, forward and out to the right, and that causes uh, defensive back to peel off Zadarius Smith to have to shift to his left. And um, Matt Stafford does a good job of making this look like this is going to be a rollout pass underneath to forty or uh, underneath to twenty eight potentially. And then there's a little reach or a kickout block that comes across, that's pulled across, that's meant to uh, pick off Zadarius Smith as he would have an open lane to Matt Stafford. So I'm going to roll it forward. And, uh, you know, there's so play action keys are going to be both t are going to go to the fullback, uh, to the tailback. But what the Packers aren't ready for is as the fullback here is in motion. There is no play action. So Matt Stafford rolls out. So if you're reading your keys there, and he rolls 
out and to his his right, defense is left. I'm going to pause it. So where's the key? I mean, this looks like a pass all the way. Um, and you've got basically a tight end pulling across, a kickout block for Zadarius Smith that's not really that effective. But the fact of the matter is the tight end pulling across is going to get the little flip from Matt Stafford, and it's wide open. Uh, Mar- uh, actually, Christian Kirksey does a good job of reading it and coming in makes a, a hard hit, makes a sure tackle. It's just not enough to stop him before he gets in the end zone. It's a little too close. Now, that is one of those for him. I don't know if that ends up being a neutral play or not, uh, but he did a good job reading it. That was a very well-designed play, however, I will say. Lions had our number. Uh, Aaron Nagler asked about that in the first series. You know, uh, it seems like in the last few games, the opponents who play the Packers' defense have been able to really march down the field, and that certainly was the case here. Uh, Mike Pettin didn't, of course, have any answers for that. Uh, Matt LaFleur basically said, you know, we take a guess at what we think they're going to do, but you got to get out the field and play it. So, of course, as we saw and, and generally do see, aside from what seems like a pretty bad fourth quarter that this team often has, but I think that's largely due to what defensive sets we choose based on the score. But um, we've got to get this cleaned up. If we've got teams that are able to move down the field, throwing these little quick outs and crossers, and we keep making mistakes like this, uh, we open the door for a team like the Carolina Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater, who's got over a 70% completion percentage right now, uh, to continue to move the ball on the Packers. And uh, with Rashawn Gary dinged up in the second half, we saw a real lack of pass rush. Um, So... Some of this, and again, I don't know exactly how to parse it all out, but I'm looking at it, and it looks to me like communication errors or lack of spatial awareness. Guys not knowing who's behind them and when, and it concerns me mainly because we've got a lot of talent on this team. Um, There is talent on this team, and uh, the guys are underperforming right now in a lot of ways. Now, at some point, Mike Pettin's got to get this defense together, uh, or we're going to struggle to out, and basically this is going to be a team that's going to try to outscore opponents. Um, again, I'm almost more concerned about the the special teams giving up like single single play touchdowns. But the de- and so I'm not entirely down on the defense. I don't want it to sound like that. This was a this was a bad series. I mean, we all saw it. Um, but this is the initial series, offensive series against the defense that's trying to figure out what the offense is up to. However, wouldn't you kind of guess that? Matt Stafford would be throwing to the flats, throwing the short stuff, trying to move the ball down the field, um, using Amendola to attack uh, Shannon Sullivan, number 39, trying to get safeties on him as well, and uh, doing some work with TJ Hawkinson. Well, that's exactly what they did. I think we can do a better job in the play, uh, in the defensive uh, scheming, anticipating some of this. And I think if you look ahead to Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers, you should be anticipating some of the same. Um, If Christian McCaffrey can go, I've heard reports that he's already been ruled out. I've heard other people say on the official list he's limited participant, so he's practicing with the quad. Uh, If he's in this game, this becomes a very different game, I think. And uh, again, I do think this Packers team can outscore the Carolina Panthers regardless. Uh, But these communication errors, it's too late in the season to keep seeing these. So anyway, I thought I would highlight those as best I could for you. And uh, we will move on to what's next. I'll probably go ahead and pull out one of those uh, amazing offensive series that the Green Bay Packers tend to have in most games as we move toward uh, a three-game stretch here where we got to go 1-0 and every week, starting with the Carolina Panthers on a Saturday short week 
And if this Packers team can get it done, then you're going to pull on the back side of that just a little extra time uh, to get ready for the Tennessee Titans, which can be another tough challenge. All right, that will do it for Packer Nation Playbook today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. Go Pack. Packer Nation Worldwide.